WCIA 3 in 1 podcast episode 100. We made it, Andy Olson, 100 of these things. Are we still calling it 3 in 1? I've been asked if we're going to call it 2 in uh, 1 now. Yeah, so Marley latered us. So <laughs> uh, right now it's just a 2 in 1 podcast. But that's all right. No? That's a lot of money, I think, to rebrand the whole thing. Yeah, so we might, we, we might just call it. I think we're. I don't, I don't want to put up there. Let's just stick with three and one. Three and one's gonna be all right for right now. We'll eventually get back to three. <laughs> that much I know. It just may take a little bit. Illinois comes out on Io DeSumo night and wins 76-64 over Maryland. Man, this was a lot of fun to be in the house tonight. If you did not get to see Io's banner raising moment, you're in luck. We've got it all on our website. WCIA.com right now. We've got the extended interview he did with the media at halftime. You can watch the whole banner raising ceremony. Andy Olson did a great job capturing that on the court. And it's also on our social media channels right now. So you can go to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of that, and, and watch that whole thing. Andy, that was a pretty cool moment. We're 10 months removed from when he mm-hmm. left Champaign, and yet here we are celebrating Aodosumu. I think it's, it's very neat that the school decided to move this quickly. Back in 2008 was the last time they raised mm-hmm. a banner, and that was a couple of years removed from Luther Head and, and D. Brown, so pretty significant to me that they moved this quickly. Yeah, and it, it was really cool because he did have that moment in the preseason against St. Francis, or was it St. Francis? Yeah, the first St. Francis. Was Indiana PA. It's our Indiana PA. Uh, when he got his ring to celebrate the tournament champions, and he kind of got his own moment because he showed up late, um, which we don't blame him. He was coming from Chicago. Uh, Tra- never heard of traffic in Chicago. Yeah, right? But he hasn't really had this moment where it's a regular season game, the State Farm Center is full, since Iowa all the way back his sophomore season, since he had to play almost entirely the whole season in front of no fans. So for him, I'm sure to have that moment where he's being celebrated in front of the fans, uh, you know, one more time, just like it was before they had to go the whole pandemic style basketball with, with no one in the crowd. I, such a cool moment for him. His whole family was there. I'm sure everyone expected that as well. Mom, dad, cousin, sister, everyone was there for, for Io DeSumo and, I feel like I've been saying it all night in, in some of the stories that I've been doing, but it seems like this was always going to happen at some point. I, you could have argued after his freshman year, and I, I brought up as well a moment midseason where he just started hitting all of those shots to close games where it was like, okay, this is probably going to happen. And he needed to meet one of those requirements, and he did being the All-American and was named USA Today National Player of the Year last year to be able to get his his name and his jersey up in the rafters but this was a long time coming and it was really cool to see them uh move so fast to get him yeah. up there jersey not retired the number's not retired yep. let's not get that used uh, a lot of people are confused and even i always said look my number's being retired whatever else it's not alfonso Plummer is wearing number 11 right now so the number's not retired it's just honored illinois doesn't retire numbers they simply honor them and so i was jersey's gonna be right up there next to d brown's I think that's so fitting. Yeah. I mean, that is just picturesque in a sense that, you know, they're good. the crews at, at State Farm, and it wasn't there tonight, just the optics of it. They wanted it to keep a little bit lower for the fans, but eventually crews at State Farm Center will raise that Io DeSumo jersey banner all the way up next to D Browns and the first since 2008 with, with Luther Head and D, and, and that is just really, really cool. And I'm glad they did it at halftime, so like didn't get too emotional before the game. Illinois came out and seemingly was ready to play. I mean, this was a 21 to seven game, and 
I had wondered, Andy, coming into the game, what, what it would be like. I had wondered on Tuesday night at Minnesota how they would respond after not playing for 13 days. And yet, Illinois once again came out and played really, really well. They set the tone early. And although Maryland was able to come back and finish the half on a, uh, what was it, 29-7 run there, because um, it was 21-7 to and then it was 34-30. So it's like, man. But I'll give Illinois a lot of credit for hanging, not only during that stretch to come out in the second half, but but then to come out well, you know, once again. It was just another example of what this team looks like without Kofi Coburn because he didn't play for the yeah. final, boy, probably like eight minutes or so, maybe even longer than that because he picked up two fouls really early. Brad Underwood uh, was pretty candid about that uh, in the post game. He didn't think that they were yeah. foul. He didn't like that those were called. Ten fifty mark of the second half is when he picked up his, or the first half is when he picked up his second foul. Yeah, so he 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 was out, he was out for for a while after that, and it showed because he Illinois didn't have his presence in there and we've learned so often this year that he's required I think for Illinois to be what everyone's expecting Illinois to be this year and then when he came back in the second half he had 16 of his 23 points 15 rebounds he out rebounded Minnesota by himself 15 to 10 and it was just another performance that puts him up there in the conversation for national player of the year and in conversation to have his jersey put up there next to Io's and man it was just a really spirited second half, and I loved Kofi's bite. We've talked about it, you and I, about how much we loved it. Of him saying he felt it and he knew coming out in the second half that he didn't want to lose the game where Io's jersey was getting put up in the rafters. And I mean, that sparked him. Trent Frazier had a terrific second half as well. He had an 8 0 run on his own there going on in the second yeah. half. And, you know, it, it, it just, we've seen it so many times, and I think we're going to keep seeing it so many times for the rest of the year is that. Illinois only works when Kofi is out there. And you could sound all the alarm bells you want about that, about being one-dimensional and the the future not being great because Kofi might leave after this year, but that's simply what it is. It's because he's so dominant on his own that if you don't double cover him, he's going to score on you. And if you do, he's good enough now to find the extra pass and to find the open guy on the outside. And that's how Illinois is going to kill you. It just, it all revolves around Kofi. And if it, if he stays healthy and he stays in the line, he stays out of foul trouble, then Illinois is probably primed to be a contender, probably the, the favorite maybe to even win the big 10 this year. Yeah. They're right up there now four and for the first time since the 2009, 2010 season, Michigan state, they're, they're tied atop the big 10 standings after four games in and, and that's a lot of fun. I mean, you know, we're a fifth of the way now through the Big Ten Conference, and I'm not trying to wish it away by any means. <laughs> uh, but, you know, as we move along here, it's fun to look at the standings and see Illinois at the top, and they control their own destiny, and they're not going to win every game. Uh, who knows if they're going to go 16-4 and four again. I mean, that was really, really remarkable mm-hmm. last year, but they did. It's going to be a lot harder to win on the road this year with, with fans there. I mean, they don't have any fans on the road last year. But you're absolutely right about Kofi Coburn. The dude plays all 20 minutes in the second half. I mean, yeah. That was incredible to me that, you know, he's got the stamina to go out there. And he only played 8-16 in the first half, comes out in the second half, and uh, plays the full 26 of 8 from the field. Uh, you know, and 4 of 6 from the line, 15 rebounds, 16 points in the second half alone. And when you comp- and when you combine that, rather, with Trent Frazier, who goes 4 of 6 from 3 in the second half, he missed all 5. He started 0 for 5. From beyond the arc in the first half, and Underwood joked in the post game, Andy, he said, 
Hey, Trent, you going to make a three? You know, you going to make a shot tonight or what? And and he responds, and Trent said, I got you. And he comes out and goes four for six from three in the second half and adds 14 points to that. And that's what makes this team so dangerous. And Alfonso Plummer, you know, has a little bit of an off night again. Yeah, he scores 12 points, but... He also played all 20. In the second half, he yeah. did. Yeah, four for 14, though, as a whole from the field for the game. So, I, you know, I'm not going to call that a great night for him. Maybe not as efficient, still puts up double-digit points, which is good, but it takes him 14 shots to get 12 points. And and Jacob Grandison, I thought, really struggled tonight in some instances. Two for 12 from the field, and only racks up five points. So, you know, look, this team just has so many different elements, so much depth, and I think that's what makes this team so dangerous, potentially, is that there's just not as many teams that have, and you can see it in Maryland. I mean, I don't think Maryland's a bad team. I don't think they're a great team or even really necessarily a good team. I think they're going to be middle of the pack, Big Ten, probably at best. But you just see that depth, and, and Kofi's a unicorn, dude. And I say that in the best way, but that, that dude is a unicorn, and, and he just powers this team through it. And Andy, he really hasn't gotten in much foul trouble this year. No, I think this is the first game that I really recall him having to sit down in the first half because he had two fouls. Yeah. Yeah, and, and Brad said he really wants to play those guys through yeah. through two fouls in the first half, which I think is interesting. He did pay, I think he did play Omar Payne for a bit before putting uh, boss mans out there. I, I thought Omar had a couple of good moments in there um, mm-hmm. for him, and, and he makes his only shot that he takes in the game, and, and good for him to do that. And it seems like he's maybe settling into his role a little bit, and so is Coleman Hawkins. I think he's really coming into coming off the bench and, and just accepting that, knowing what it is, and, and providing a little bit of energy and a little bit of a spark. And, you know, if he if he makes, I don't know if he's going to take six shots all the time, but, like, you know, if he makes 50% of his uh, shots like he did tonight, he goes three for six from the field, like, this team is going to be effective. And it's not really the shots for me. It's the six offensive rebounds yep. that he throws in there, um, you know, draws three fouls as well, and, and he scores eight points. So, you know, that's an effective role player off of that. Um, didn't see much from the other guys tonight. I thought rotation kind of got trumped just a little bit there. Well, you, know, you don't see Goody or you know some of those other guys. Uh, Podjimski didn't even play tonight. Yeah, in the second half, you only play six guys because yeah. three of them are, are going the entire way. Right. So you know, Brad didn't have to really get into his bag there. Uh, I'm glad that you brought up the six rebounds because Coleman, you know, since I think really that Rutgers game where he shut down. Um, uh, you're gonna help me out with the name. Ron Harper, Ron Harper, when he yeah. shot down, yeah. when he when he shut down, and that was the story of that game. Exactly, he played great if, defense if, there. If he doesn't play that defense on Ron Harper Jr., who's an absolute stud, like, Illinois probably doesn't win that game. Or it's, it, wait, it's, it's definitely closer. closer. Yeah, no doubt, absolutely closer. And then he got taken out of the starting lineup after a few bad games. And the way that he played today, and the way that he was able to grab offensive rebounds, I mean, six. You have six from him, seven from Kofi. That set up the difference in second chance points where Illinois beat Maryland 26 to four. When you're getting 26 second chance points, I mean, there's not a lot of teams that are going to be able to beat you that way. And Brad Underwood brought up in the post game, someone had asked him about, you know, how were you, or did you see yourself winning this game while shooting so bad? And he brought up, you know, that was, that's the biggest thing that he tries to preach to his guys is how are we going to win games when we are not seeing it uh, go down all the time? Because, Sure, you're going to win games when you're having a great shooting night, but winning the ones when you're having a bad shooting night, I think, yeah, is super important. Yeah, they're 15 from three in the first half. Andy. Yeah. And they're shooting 20% from three and 31% uh, 
from the field in the first half, and they flipped the script, obviously, in the second and go 51-33, and 33 respectively, with those numbers. But, yeah, they didn't shoot great in this game, and they still finished with worse percentages than Maryland on both the field goal and three-point attempts for the game. And that was in large part because of the first half and how, and how poor it was after that great start. But, but that's why the offensive rebounds are so important yes. there. Getting those 19 in. 19-4 on offensive yeah. rebounds. They, took, they got four offensive rebounds. You had two guys, both Kofi and uh, Coleman, with more offensive rebounds than the whole team for Maryland. Yeah, and they took Illinois took 18 more shots than Maryland tonight, yeah. which is 50-68. to 68. I mean, that's just because of how many second chances you're getting. That was clearly the key difference in the game. No doubt. It's Look, it's a good win for Illinois in the sense that it was the second in three days. Uh, you can make of that what you want. But coming off the pause, like, look, they're 18 to 24-year-olds. They should be able to play mm-hmm. two games in three days. It's not, like, that big of a deal necessarily. <laughs> but it becomes a bigger deal in my eyes, Andy, because of the COVID pause. Yeah. And a lot of these guys were doing nothing for a week. And so uh, how were they going to respond? And now it really sets up uh, nicely here. They're going to go to Nebraska on Tuesday. That's a it's just a game you have to win. Uh, have to. Now, Nebraska played Ohio State to overtime at home mm-hmm. on Sunday and, and really had a chance to win that game. But uh, probably should have won that game, to be honest. Uh, look, they're not great. I mean, they're a bottom third, bottom, fourth Big Ten team. you, you got to go win that game, and you're going to be 5-0 and if that happens, heading into a really, really fun weekend. Next Friday, Michigan comes to State Farm Center, 8 o'clock tip, and then you follow it up with a Monday, 11 a.m. game against Purdue, one of the biggest home games of the year at 11 a.m. on a Monday. Now, it is Martin Luther King Jr. Day, which is great and fantastic and certainly celebratory for that, but... Look, that's not the time they were hoping for at 11 a.m. I'm not sure if students are even back in town no, for that not. game either. Yeah, so some might have to come back early to, to get to the, to the Orange Crush for that one because that's going to be a really good game. I hope for just the game's sake. You know, like some games sure. are bigger than others, right? Mm-hmm. Tonight was great because of Io and certainly should be celebrated for that. But there's other games where, you know, they're playing, I don't know, St. Francis or whatever. Like, no disrespect to them, but like... St. Francis is going to be upset it, when they listen to this. I understand that. Just come at me <laughs> at WCIA 3 Brett one t But, you know, certain games have more of an aura to them than others. And it's a little bit of a shame that it's on a Monday at 11 a.m. against Purdue. Sure. Um, because I, I can't wait for that game. Even more than Michigan, in a sense. Now, I want to see the Hunter Dickinson and all those storylines going into it, you know, without a doubt. But I'm really looking forward to that Purdue game and seeing Zach Eady and Travion Williams match up with Kofi and, and just seeing how it goes. I mean, that those were my eyes, eyeballs will be. And then Jaden Ivey's just a yeah. first-round lottery pick. So I, that's going to be really fun. I don't want to brush past Nebraska and Michigan and just start previewing Purdue. No, but. <laughs> I want to brush past Nebraska. Uh, but that, that's just to take care of business I, game and get it done. Yeah, I'm just going to say on the Purdue really quick, I'm really excited and really interested to see if Purdue can start playing with Edie and Williams on the court at the same time to try and counteract what Kofi can do. That's yeah. going to be such a fun matchup. How do they double that, right? Or exactly. Do they, double it? do they just let Edie eat? Do they let Williams go at the four? I don't know, man. Like, that's all fun here. And it, Look, Illinois took care of business on Io night. That's what we're going to take from this one. Mm-hmm. They, they got it done. They did what good teams do once again, just like in Minneapolis on Tuesday night. They did what good teams do. They won the game by double digits. 
Uh, Illinois covered another spread tonight, by the way. So, hey, yeah, yeah I did. I, I also saw that I was about three points away from getting my there you go. exact score correct. I had I seven. Had, I had 64 and a half team total. I think I told you that before <laughs> oh, the game you did. Right, for Maryland. 64. I had no idea what it was, but I just my prediction. made it up. Uh, I, I, right. I had my for my prediction 77 66. So, okay. All right. I was what close. did Piper say? I forget. I <laughs> I think he had Illinois in the upper seventies. Yeah. yeah, I I think I think he gave Maryland a little bit more credit than sixty four. All right. Well, Perps won't be tweeting uh, four straight wins in Champagne no. anymore before the game. They will not. Yeah, I sent out a few tweets for that. But hey, smoke them while you got them, right? right. <laughs> they, yeah, that's right. Uh, they, needed, they, they knew that could have ended when they got here. Apparently, so. <laughs> they needed SVP in the house tonight. They didn't have him here, so uh, unable to get it done. Seventy six, sixty four. The final. Kofi Cobra now is thirty seventh career. Double double, he is uh, right up there with one of the uh, leaders in the country in scoring twenty two plus points per game. Now, man, that guy is fun to watch. And uh, Illinois is able to get it done. Twenty three from Kofi, eighteen rebounds, which ties a career high for him, I believe. Sixteen from Trent Frazier, twelve from Alfonso Plummer, and it all adds up to Illinois improving now to eleven and three on the season, four and zero in the Big Ten. Andy. That Nebraska game, I know you're looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, you're going to be out there in Lincoln. You get to experience uh, the Pinnacle, Pinnacle right? Bank. You get to experience yeah. Pinnacle for the first time. Yeah. Lovely stadium. I hope you get to go inside uh, this year. <laughs> I got stuck outside last year as we were doing our live shot, and uh, I believe my eyelashes froze. So You would look pretty cold, though. Yeah, it, uh, that, that was fun. But there's no – I don't want to say there's no COVID. There are – People in the stadium, so you can go in okay. earlier than when I was yeah. able to go in last year. Last year and Wouldn't let us in. His 5 yeah. o'clock live shot. He's like, they want me in. I said, well, you're going to have to do it outside. <laughs> he probably said a few uh, bad words at me from no. afar, and he did it like a good employee and soldier Look, that he is. So. I took one for the team, and, right, I, and, and I realized that. And we got it done. I can still I still have my hands right now. Yeah, that's good. I they didn't have to get cut off because they were frozen, but we're good. We survived. All right. Well, we'll try and do the same on that trip to Lincoln <laughs> as uh, Illinois off until next Tuesday. And I think they're going to enjoy their days off now. Uh, I think Brad was going to work them. That's how it's <laughs> going to go here as they try and continue to get better, improve that conditioning as well. Underwood's got to make up for lost time. Mm-hmm. For the post-Christmas workouts, he was going to go two-a-days, and they got COVID. He wasn't able to do that. So I think they're going to have a couple two-a-day practices in there would be my guess and, and get ready to fly to Lincoln on Monday. So, uh, Andy, any final thoughts? It was a fun night. Uh, this was one of the most fun nights I think I've been to at, at the State Farm Center. Arizona was definitely a fun one because, again, this is my first season going yeah. with his actual fans there. And, you know, the, the, the way that the, the crowd responded when – Trent had that that eight zero run going. I mean, it was like the lid was coming off the place. Yeah. It, it, it was fun, and I'm excited for the fans to for the students to get back in town. Hopefully, I don't know what their situation looks like with actual classes right now, but uh, the Orange Crush getting back in there will be a lot of fun, and uh, hopefully, there's more to celebrate here coming up towards the end of the year. Good stuff. Episode 100 of the WCIA three in one podcast. No, two. No, no guests today. But. There's still a guest upcoming. I hope so. To celebrate well, 100. We we're going to have Brett Bielema on. Let's just say this. So I had arranged to have Brett Bielema do a one-on-one interview with us. And they said, no problem. It was going to be fine. And then he reportedly fires his offensive coordinator and Tony Peterson, which still hasn't come out officially Reportedly yet. is the key word there. Um, uh, look, I think Tony Peterson is, is gone. It's just I, 
from what I would imagine here from a PR perspective, they want to announce it all as one and just announce their new hire. We'll see. I don't know. I would have expected it to be out by now. I'm at this point just expecting a Friday news dump at four sure. o'clock. Um, so we'll see tomorrow. That'd be my guess. He'll be on eventually. One of these. Yeah. One of these times. Jeremy Warner from Alana Inquirer, <laughs> our, our uh, partner over there, has seen him on our football pregame shows. He had the scoop. I mean, he reported it on Tuesday night, and uh, has been the only one to confirm that as well uh, from from the Illinois media contingent. So. He had a beat on it, had a great scoop, and, and reports that Tony Peterson is gone. So I want to give him credit on that. Illinois still no word from them uh, officially that Tony Peterson will not be back next season. As of earlier tonight, he was still on the website. So, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll have a 100th episode guest, just not on yeah. episode 100. <laughs> I was hoping to release it before this, but, you know. Things happen. happen. That's right. And we <laughs> move along, and we'll, we'll call it good. Maybe he'll be the 101. Look forward to that, everybody. All right, I hope that's the case. All right, for Andy Olson, I'm Brad Parents. Thanks so much for listening to the WCIA 3 and 1 podcast, even though it was just Andy and I. We'll be for a bit. Sayonara, Marley. Hope you're enjoying that Michigan cold. We miss you, Marley. All right, we'll do it again next Tuesday night after Illinois-Nebraska 7.30 start. Uh, there. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the game. Once again, if you missed any of the Io DeSumo banner raising ceremony at halftime, head to our website, WCI.com, or our social media channels. We've got the full web extra video up there for you to enjoy. Good night.